Well, what an absolute crazy weekend. Baseball back. Tom Brady's back. And the podcast is back. I wanted to wait a couple of days with baseball because I knew everything was going to be nuts with trades and especially in, even in football with other signings, but especially with baseball. And as I'm recording this on Pi Day, Monday night, March 14th, 2022, I'm, I'm glad that I waited because things in Major League Baseball have been nuts. It's the Behind the Mic podcast. I'm your host, Mike Antonellis. My personal Twitter, but it's not really personal because it's called at the Radio Mike. But you can find me there. Uh, Behind the Mic is on Twitter. The podcast has its own Facebook page. Just search Behind the Mic. Same with Instagram. And uh, feel free to send me a message, like, subscribe. Wherever you listen to this, we always thank Anchor FM for being the anchor of this podcast, the host, and all the listening platforms, which include the good old Apple. What iPhone are you on now? I'm still on iPhone 8. I've only had two iPhones my entire life. Isn't that nuts? And it's kind of like that that old uh, toy that you have. How, how long can you let it go? Well, mine's working fine, but... Man, I wouldn't mind to have uh, a brand new one, the 13, because it looks like the video capabilities and all that are great. So Apple's the number one platform, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. There are a lot of other ways you listen to podcasts, but we know the Apple is the most popular. All right, so, you know, in in a previous episode of this podcast, I talked about how minor league baseball employees were instructed so if you if you saw minor league employees comment on the labor negotiations whatever that's fine I mean I personally follow rules and I'm not trying to be a um, holier than now guy I just know how things work I would be the one that would say one little comment I would get in trouble but I do believe in in order I do believe in rules, and I got many memos from the Worcester Red Sox saying, hey, uh, you can't comment on anything. That's during the lockout. Now the lockout's over. You know what I I really have taken from this the last few days? I feel energy in the room. What about you? The players seem energized. So was the lockout good? You know, I don't know. I, I don't think lockouts can ever technically say good because you don't you don't like to say that but at least as we get through the lockout we realize there aren't going to be games missed the owners met demands and listen I know everyone's killing the owners and and just blaming all the owners for all that in the end they met a lot of demands they negotiated that's what any great business people do and they came to an agreement and I think there could be some mutual respect. I think there's relationships that need to be repaired. It's tough. You know, I think as the game has gotten richer, it's hard. You know, everyone wants more of the the, the piece. <clears throat> I will caution people, though, who think that all major league owners don't care about baseball, that they're in it just for the money. And listen, that's not true. And, um, you know, I, I, I hear a lot of things and I don't know, some people are way off base and I'm not going to get into that. Uh, I'm close to the game. I've been around it for 
25, now going on 26 years. Uh, people who say the game has is not grown, you're you're wrong. I grew up in the. I was born in 1973, so when I was 12, 13 years old, 1985, 86, attendances were not great in Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball soared the 90s. It's kind of leveled out a little bit, but if you go and Google this, there is an MLB attendance year by year, and you'll be shocked. At what you'll see. And the money that's made. I mean, you really will be. Attendance, was it down last year? Yeah. But overall, um, baseball has had a positive impact in the last 8 to 10 years. And yeah, time of games have gone up. You know, time of games, you know, I'm looking right now at my sheet that I have. 1994, the time of game was 2.57. It's 3.11 now. Okay. But this was a problem as more revenue, as it got more popular, games got longer, players got better. And the game has been averaging, you know, over three hours for a long time. You know, that's something that I think we need to stop talking about. Okay, so if we made games two and a half hours but still played 162, that's going to be easy for people? No. Baseball is a relationship. You're either in it or you're out it, and you don't care. But I do like the the sense of freshness now. I feel a kind of relief from a lot of players, but excitement. Guys could not wait to get to camp, and I think that's a good thing. So, yes, while... Lockouts are never good. I think some good came out of it where people seem refreshed, they seem excited, and how about all of the moves? Now, you would never want to do this forever, right? You, You can't do this. What MLB general managers and leaders are doing right now. I mean, they're working an insane amount of hours to get all these deals done. But can you imagine if every year, three weeks before spring training is when all the trades were announced? Media would like it. Couldn't You couldn't do it. But this is one of those accidental, amazing things that's happened right now, where the lockout created starvation for baseball, well, people are going to be watching. I'm telling you, the spring training games are going to be crazy. People are going to be watching these left and right. But also, the players look like their eyes are wider open. But then, all of the the news that's dropping with all these trades. We knew it was going to be like this. But now that it's happened, I think it's really taken us back a little bit. You know, I'm very positive. I try to be very positive. And I think that despite maybe the warts that baseball has, it is a very together game more than you think. We are we are very easily convinced through social media that this game is really bad. It's not, people. Trust me on this one. The revenue it's producing is showing you're going. The fact that Peacock and Amazon, or Peacock and Apple are getting involved in the game shows you 
you're watching, right? You can't be a bad run business and have all of this money coming in. Well, it's baseball. Well, no, it's always been baseball. It's a special game now. It is. I play MLB The Show religiously. That game is getting released on April 1st early, four days earlier. You can pay extra to get the deluxe edition. That will get sold out within a day. The money that that's making now, the TV, the money that players are getting, it, it is really a big deal. Games, spring training games, it was never like this. You'd be lucky to you know, watch two or three, and now the Astros are doing all their games. So the game has grown. We say it has, and it has. Trust me, I'm 48 years old. I've seen it. I was told in 1984 when Ryan Sandberg, I think he signed one of the first million-dollar contracts, oh, this game's going downhill. Kids are going to play soccer more. The game's dying. It's going to be die- waiting 10, 15 years. No one. I mean, it's never happened. And I will never, ever buy whatever happens in baseball. Oh, that's a nail in the coffin. You know how many times I've heard that? Oh, this time's for real. Now, did the, did the strike hurt? The game in 94, you bet. I mean, that was awful. The fact that you... And, and and listen, you can have your things about Rob Manford. A work stoppage during the season in July, canceling the rest of the year with no World Series, is the worst thing I've ever seen in baseball. Did it hurt baseball in, in Toronto and Canada and Montreal? Yeah, Montreal, they lost interest. But then you had the steroids. It doesn't matter. And you can try to talk yourself into, oh, this time, this time. No. Nothing will. This year, I bet they set records. And you'll have the conspiracy theorists saying, oh, they did it on purpose. No. You don't ever want to have a lockout. But sometimes losing something wakes you up a little bit. And I think it has on both sides. I'm excited. I think it's going to be a great year. I think the Red Sox are going to be good. I love how they are building their team now with who I think, Kyle Bloom, is going to go down as one of the best executives they've ever had. He's doing something that really is so obvious and something that I remember we talked about in Portland on the bus once with coaches. And I won't name them because I don't – it's not fair to do because I haven't talked to them about this first. There was a time – in the minor leagues where prospects would not move positions. They would stay at that position. And I never understood it. And I used to talk to the coaches about it, and I'd say, you know, this player is so good, and he's blocked by, say, a Derek Jeter. Now if there's a need in the big leagues at second base, say he's a shortstop, well, he can't play there because he hasn't played there at all. And, and the thinking was, well, we don't want to move those, those prospects. We want to keep more they're at. Now, you look at the Red Sox roster. They have so much roster flexibility where almost six to seven guys in their team can play their positions. You know, Christian Vasquez can play second in a pinch. Dahlbeck can play third in a pinch. He's really a third baseman. Now he's playing first. He could play in the outfield probably. Look what Kike Hernandez can do. Bogart's probably endeavors. You keep more they are. But you got... Outfielders that can play all three outfield spots. Infielders that can play outfield. Outfielders that can play infield. It's smart. 
and it helped last year. And now in the minor leagues, a Jeter Downs last year in Worcester is playing short, and he's playing second. Makes sense, right? Some of, some of these obvious things that you see happen in the game. Well, why, why weren't they doing that before? I don't know. <laughs> but I like it. I like that Tom Brady's back. And, and here's how I feel about it. I, I read all the sarcastic tweets. And I posed this question to all of you. And I, I don't – it is a generation thing. And I don't like to pick on generations. But it is. Most people now – hate great athletes and it was not like and I have people telling me well it was it's always been like it was not nobody hated Jordan we all love Jordan I was a fan of Jordan everybody in like I remember growing up in high school and you you go to I remember going in the morning at you know would sit before classes or would sit at lunch and I'd see someone with a Joe Montana hat or Michael Jordan Michael Jordan was all of us every state we didn't hate great players we loved Joe Montana we loved all the great players, Jerry Rice. Now we hate them. And it, and it, it, it I think it, it just reeks of how insecure our society is now. And it just, I beg, I put this question on you. And I see so many people that are, are sick of great players. Then what do you want to watch? You don't want to see Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady in the playoffs? No, 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 I don't want to see that. Then what do you want to watch? Kirk Cousins, go watch the USFL, the XFL, all these other leagues that tried to compete with the NFL and failed because why? P.J. Walker was their big star. Do you really want to watch that? Yeah, but Brady's different. No, no, it's it's everybody. We hate we hated Peyton Manning. Now we're hate now we hate Patrick Mahomes. So I don't understand as a sports fan, if you don't like star players, what in the world are you doing watching sports? Or are you just being a troll on Twitter? I, I don't I don't think it's that. And people hate LeBron. And I, I've said this over and over. You would hate Jordan more. The things Jordan did far and away surpass things that LeBron does. LeBron's nothing. Go read, you know, go watch a documentary. And I've had people watch a documentary and say, yeah, you know what? You're right. He probably wouldn't be like, no, he would not. We have issues with star players. It's very, very strange to me. Especially in a quarterback-driven league. Why you don't want to see... I'm just sick of it. You're sick of watching great... Something you may never, ever see the rest of your life. You know, I was lucky to see most of Joe Montana's career. And Brady is better. He really is. So that that I don't get. If you if you don't like these guys and you're sick of watching them, then what in the kind of sports do you want to watch? You want to watch Cam Newton? I mean, I, I like Cam personally. They watch a league of all backups. I mean, they had that European league. No one watched that. No one. I mean, no one's these football leagues that are starting up are going to fold. No one's going to watch it. It's. I mean, the NFL is so good. I, I can't bring myself to watch football with no stars, and that's what that league's. That that's what they are. It's brutal. But Tom Brady being back is not brutal. I I am pumped. Um, again, I don't know why people are saying they're surprised he's with the the Bucks. All that stuff with him and Arians. I don't know if it's true. 
And so what? He if he was frustrated with them, what the, that he never said he didn't want to play there anymore. My problem now too is everything is out there, and I'll leave you th- with this. Then it'll be kind of controversial about the. I hear the stuff about the vaccine. I'm fully vaccinated and boosters, and I believe in it. And I'm so thankful that my parents believed in it because if their generation did not get vaccines, a lot of diseases would still be around. And maybe I wouldn't be around. Maybe they wouldn't be around. They would have died. And they weren't stubborn. They did what they they did for the next generation. And that's what we should be doing. But we don't care. But what I find ironic is how people are putting in this and the government's not going to do tell me what to do and they're always watching me. They're always watching you. Yet, we are filming and documenting every single thing we do now. We're documenting other people. Somebody followed Josh McDaniels at the airport. I just thought it was creepy. I didn't think it was good content. We go to the gym now. People are filming other people that aren't doing things correctly and putting it on social media. The government isn't doing that. You're doing that to other people. I just find this just a lot of irony in that, that no one's going to tell me what to do. And and I'll leave you with another thing, and this will be it. What are they telling you to do? How This country is a breeze to live in. A breeze. And if it can ever get one of my Cuban friends from baseball on here to explain to you what it's like to live in a tough country. Yeah, you'll know what it's like. All right, another edition of Behind the Mic. Hope you enjoyed it. Baseball's back, Tom Brady's back, and I'm back next week with a brand new episode. Peace and love. I'll talk.